Welcome to the Show Up Fitness Podcast, where great personal trainers are made. We are changing the fitness industry one qualified trainer at a time with our in-person and online personal training certification. If you want to become an elite personal trainer, head on over to showupfitness.com. Also, make sure to check out my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day and keep showing up. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Show Up Fitness Podcast. Today, we are lucky to have Miss Alex, and she is a rock star on social media. And the serendipity between how we met is we had a Show Up Fitness CPT who works with her. And it's really neat to see McKenna, who is connected with, with Adam. Adam, connect us. And so thank you very much, Alexandra. You prefer Alex or Alexandra? Yeah, you can call me Alex. Okay. And you got a really, really successful online social media business. You're in Denver now. You like to drink whiskey, but you can't widen it right now. Why can't you drink any whiskey? Yeah, unfortunately, can't drink any whiskey right now. Uh, 32 weeks pregnant. So we got eight more weeks and I'll be able to partake again. (laughs) So awesome. Congratulations. Healthy baby coming along. And that's exciting. A whole new chapter for you. Absolutely. We're getting really pumped. So let's talk a little bit about how well you've grown your social media, being consistent for over five years and where you're at today, you have a team. And that's so cool just to see that you're able to grow this brand from being consistent and showing up. Yeah, exactly. And thanks so much for having me on. And it's um, it's really just the hard work has paid off over time. Like you said, it's consistency showing up. Even if you don't feel like anyone's listening or anyone cares, you just keep doing it. And it really stemmed from me sharing tips and just ideas or thoughts or my struggles. And, you know, with time people started listening and tuning in and started helping more people. And from there, it just started to grow and has continued to grow and very fortunate to have built this platform. Um, But most importantly, the team that I've been able to connect myself with and build with has been amazing. Yes. You have over right around half a million followers close to it. And would you say most of your followers are, are women? Yes, most of them are. I believe I haven't checked in a little while, but last time I checked, it was around like 97% women. Oh, that's awesome. Which is really, yeah, it's very awesome. That's great. So you've you built a great community and I'm sure it's it's nice for a lady to be able to ask questions to another woman and, and get that specific input. And so what would you say are some of those fears or questions that I'm sure you're inundated with DMs about? How did you get do this? Or how do you do this? Or what are your thoughts on this? What are the big topics that a lot of your ladies are trying to get more clarity on? Because there's so much misconceptions and toxicity was in social media. Well, I think that's a big part of it is that they just want to understand what's best for them, right? And building that confidence to be in the gym or um, knowing what to do to get the results without doing anything crazy or extreme. So a lot of the conversations I have with other women are around um, gym focused stuff, but also like, how can I make this work for me specifically? And then of course, now with me being pregnant, I'm getting a lot of questions around workouts while pregnant, things like that. So a lot of focus on just help in the gym with form or with, Hey, how can I, what do I need to do to get this result? When can you remember that moment when it clicked in Kentucky, whether if you're in the Hills or you're drinking some whiskey and you're like, you know, I need to start getting on social media and I want to start sharing my story. When did that really start? Yeah, I was, I think it was right after grad school 
where I decided to really focus and shift my perspective on health and fitness. And I saw, because I had gone through the extremes, I had done all the things that a lot of women have done and, and I was so burnt out and I wanted something different for myself. And as soon as that started to click for me, I knew I had to share my story because everything made sense and it felt so much better. I felt better. And I just had to get that out there to, to show others like, Hey, it doesn't have to be miserable. This can actually be really fun and it can improve all areas of your life. If you have the right tools and guidance and mindset around it. Absolutely. And your posts are awesome, ranging from, you know, strength training to, you know, right now, obviously it's a lot of it's, you know, your own workouts with being pregnant. And so currently, what are some of the struggles that you're, if you don't mind sharing, you know, physiologically about, you know, back, go back six, nine months ago, a little different than training right now, right? Yes. A little bit different. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, feeling the difference in my body being 32 weeks in. So um, it's been honestly very rewarding though, just being able to show up where I can. It has not been perfect by any means, but anytime I am able to hit a workout or, you know, show up for myself, I just am so proud that I'm doing it. Um, so I think one of the, I was actually doing a, a workout yesterday and I realized how much my belly is now getting in my way of certain things, which is different than what I'm used to. Um, so just minor tweaks here and there, but being able to continuously strength strength train through pregnancy has had so many benefits. So I'm really thankful to be able to do it. Did you find that your your physicians you were working with were very optimistic about encouraging you to exercise or where did you, you've already exercised a lot. So I'm curious to see like, what was that stance from, from their point? Yeah, thankfully they're very supportive. And if they weren't, I would, I would probably have a lot of questions for them um, before I decided to stay with that person. Um, but yes, they're very supportive, wanting to make sure that I'm I'm able to be as active as possible. Now, of course, everyone's pregnancy is very different and some people aren't able to work out for different reasons or whatnot. But um, yeah, thankfully, they've been very supportive. And we have a great team of dietitians and physical therapists. I did a uh, podcast not too long ago with a great PT out of Arizona and just talking about things that are very common with pregnancy and, and post-pregnancy. So you have to listen to that one for some, you know, the pelvic floor stuff is so important and, you know, you're going through a great transformation. And so when I, when I think of building your business and you've, you've built that from the ground up and what are some things that were going through your mind when you were thinking like, you know, I need to bring some people on my team. I can only do so much. I'm only one person and there's opportunities here. There's more women that I can work with. So when was that phase to transition and start delegating some of your responsibilities to other people? Yeah, that's a great question. So I started off obviously just me building my business. I um, I was working in corporate America and was coaching on the side. It was just my passion. I loved it. So I started very small. And then when I decided to go for it full time and make this my life, um, I, I started focusing on building my my business, my brand, what I was all about first and helping clients on my own roster. So taking in as many clients as I could handle. Um, once I got to a certain point where I was like, okay, I'm at that kind of tipping point of not being able to provide that one-on-one -on -one custom attention, um, you know, to be able to run the business and show up for these clients. It was that tipping point where I realized, okay, before I get past that point, I need to bring someone in soon, uh, like ASAP so that it doesn't get to that point where I'm not able to fulfill 
you know, my duties as a coach and a business owner. So really being proactive on that before I was actually ready was like mentally and like really, you know, ready for it. Um, I needed to make that move sooner so that I could get that person trained up, have the bandwidth to do that and, um, and start offloading some of the responsibilities. So I would say er, like definitely doing it earlier than you even think can be really beneficial so that you have the bandwidth and the space to be able to do it seamlessly. The words we like using that show up in is we like the word hunket because that's just, you know, you're a hunk, you're a hunk or a hunket. And I can tell you're a hunket because you're, you're thinking proactively and versus you come to that point and it's just a cluster fucking like, what do I do? It's too late. And you're losing people. It's like, you had the wits to, to see that you're growing and you're like, I need to bring on some people. So what were some of the, the things that you were thinking on bringing onto your team? Like, did you have some requirements like you wanted a specific certification or if you wanted them to have a following or the personality, what were those things that you were looking for? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's something that was really important to me is making, you know, a hire that makes sense for our business and someone that aligns with our values. Um, so definitely the education was very important as far as do they know what they're doing? Are they a qualified coach in terms of do they have certifications? Have they worked with other women? Do they have online experience? Those were important, but I think also just the values and why are they doing this? What's what's their methodology? What's their mindset around fitness? That was very important to me because um I didn't want someone who was trying to come in and do any like quick fixes for clients or, you know, like get results super fast type of situation. We're all about sustainability. So I wanted someone who's on board with that type of methodology. Um, Following didn't matter to me. I just wanted someone who's very authentic and who's doing this for the right reasons and can learn and grow with us. Are they sending resumes today? Are they doing videos? How are people finding opportunities to potentially work for you? Yeah. So a lot of what we do is through Instagram. So thankfully we've been able to find all of our coaches through Instagram, which is amazing. Um, so I just, when it's time to hire, we'll just put out a post on online and then they send their information. We set up video calls. So there's typically two rounds of interviews <clears throat> to make sure that they're truly the right fit and they get to meet with the team before we make that final decision. So having that face-to-face is really important to me. I'm always fascinated with what goes through a manager owner's mind when you have someone on the other side. It's like, what are the things that we're looking for? Is like for me, whoops, edit that out real quick. I got too excited (laughs) with my hands, but I know I get really excited when what's going through other people's mind when they're interviewing or hiring people, because like for me, for example, I'm kind of a stickler on little things. Like if you're late or yeah. maybe it's the way you communicate and we're, uh, we're giving a resume, it's three pages long. It's just listening to and paying attention to details. Are there certain things that go through your mind? If someone were to be on the other side of that video call, what are those standards that you set for bringing people on your team? Absolutely. Well, you mentioned communication and that's one of the top for me is are you on time? Are you prompt? But also, are you communicating with me before, during, after? Like, how is that communication? Something that's very small, but that I notice, it's just the way that I was raised and how I've always done things is post-interview, 
What's their communication? Are they sending you a follow-up? Hey, thank you so much. I'm like, I'm super excited about this opportunity. Or do they not say anything to you? And I know for some people that doesn't matter, but to me that stands out of, okay, awesome. This person is very interested and they're, they're being very respectful of reaching out after the interview to say thank you and that they're excited or any follow-up questions. Um, So those are definitely important to me as far as what I'm looking for on the other side, but also how are they showing up to the interview? Are they prepared? Do they have questions that they've prepared for me? Um, Are they genuinely curious about how we do things or are they just trying to get the next job? You can tell the difference. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting for me, psychological standpoint, my dad's a shrink, so I'm crazy because of that, but (laughs) how people communicate and I see that they, even if it's through social media, they'll think of it as, oh, it's I can be a little more nonchalant. Hey, bro, I was wondering if the first time they reach out or they go, yo, I'm just like, would you ever reach out to a Harvard professor in that way? And so I don't know if that's like the Southern way or what that is. I'm not from the South. I'm from Northern California, but it's it can be very yeah. country to a certain degree. But that's something I really do respect about that. Where I think that's huge. It tells so much about an individual where you had a great interview reach out afterwards and say, thank you for your time. Hopefully we'll be connecting in the future and I'd love to be working with you. But if you were to have 10 people that you were to interview, how many of them would do that? Do you think? That's a really good question. Probably fewer than 50%. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I would definitely say that maybe like 25%. And that professionalism, like you just said, I think is a little bit lost in the online space or social media space. And that's really important to me is having that level of professionalism because the way they're communicating with me is going to be how they're communicating with clients. And we work with professional women. And so it's very important to just in the way you're speaking, it it all matters. Absolutely. There's a client I was working with today. I mean, in person and online, there's a lot of similarities and how you handle yourself in person, I guarantee is a representation of what you're doing online. And I go to Equinox and Lifetime and I see trainers all the time. They have their arms crossed or they're just lackadaisical on the piece of equipment. They're on their phone. So if you're doing that in front of a client and people can see you, how's it going to be online? And it's really crazy to fathom people want to make this into a career, but they don't realize that those professionalisms are really what allow you to grow a brand like yourself. You didn't get you know, 400 plus thousand followers just by showing up randomly. It's like there it takes a lot of work and consistency and those true colors of you are going to shine. And that's why the authenticity is what people keep on coming back for. But I think that's yeah. really cool to hear that you set that standard because it would be easy to let that stuff go by the wayside. And next right. thing you know, you're getting complaints from your, your clients and there's nothing worse than that. Yeah. You could be the most qualified coach on paper, but if that doesn't translate to how you treat others or how you communicate, or you lack some of those personal skills, I don't, I don't care. You could be the best trainer in the world, but if you don't have some of those softer skills, it's probably not going to be a good match for our clientele. I love that. Cause McKenna, she was put her on blast for a second. If you don't yeah. mind, she went through the program. She did great. She's a referral. We met her through Adam. He's one of our instructors. And it's really cool just to see what social media can do because you and I would never be, talking if, you know, 20 years ago, this would just be a a whole different scenario. And she was able to work for you due to social media, but she got her shelf in a CPT, went through the program hands-on. So she has the fundamentals. She understands movement, 
But what were some things that stood out to you about her? That is a great question. And McKenna is a prime example of having really the full package. She had the education um, and she was newer to coaching, but she had the education. She clearly showcased that she's worked with clients. She She's capable of coaching others. And um, but she was one of those few who, in terms of professionalism, she stood out from the beginning, from her application to the communication with her on the video interview to the follow-up. It was exactly what I would have wanted from somebody that followed through the professionalism and the experience. Maybe she didn't have the most experience out of everyone in terms of years, but I knew that she would be somebody who would be eager to learn. Uh, to grow and she would be an awesome coach and communicator with our clients. So it was really a no, a no brainer from all of us on the team. Um, really from the beginning of seeing her application, we're like, this is, this girl looks very promising from how she's speaking. And then everything else from there checked out. I love that way to go, McKenna. You're representing, yeah, great. you're doing great because you are an awesome trainer. So nicely done. One of the things I talk about in my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer, is you have to have the business skills, you have to have the trade skills, but those people skills are really, really important. And that's yeah. exactly what you're touching on right now, where if you have one side of it, sure, that's okay, but you're not going to settle for okay. You want the best. And it's going to be more than just one thing. You have to have the the fundamentals and then those people skills and business skills are huge. Yeah. Well, especially in the online space, to be able to connect with your clients is one of the biggest parts. You can't just be a good trainer. You have to be a good people person, right? You have to be able to build the relationships with your clients or that relationship isn't going to last long. They might see value at first, but long-term it's, it's not going to, you know, it's just going to miss, you're going to miss that element. So what would that advice be for someone who's listening? Like, do I have people skills? I don't know. I think I do. And that's for a lot of us, we may think we have those skills, but are there some suggestions you have for newer trainers to fine tune those people skills? Maybe if they need to volunteer or interview, what are some things that you might suggest for them? Yeah, that's a great question. I think getting as much experience as possible is always good, but also just taking a look at what you're currently doing. Do you feel, and and even asking maybe your clients, like getting some feedback from people you've worked with on, are there any areas of improvement from your end that you can, um, that you can suggest to me, you know, getting that feedback from people you're actually working with. It might be hard to do to put yourself out there like that and to hear some criticism, but it can be very valuable to hear straight hand or straight from the person you're working with. Um, but I think just, you know, really practicing and, and and trying your best to be human. I think, you know, a lot of times it's like, you might think of it as a job or you have these check boxes, but first and foremost, being human with your clients, because you have to think about it. You've probably been in their shoes before where you, you've struggled, you know, you haven't felt the best and your body and, and understanding that on a personal human level is so important. So putting yourself in their shoes and asking yourself, okay, would this feedback or this type of communication resonate with me? Am I being the most supportive person I can to them? Um, because they need it. They need guidance and they need the workouts and everything, but they also need someone who's there to listen and to, yeah, be in their corner, right? So um, yeah, I think those are some points that I would say. 
I really like that because unfortunately, so many trainers, they get a textbook certification. In my book, I talk about 90% quit within the first year. Mm-hmm. And what really resonates with me with what you just said is I can see trainers taking a client through an assessment and they think they did well, but they don't sign up and they don't really know why. And yeah. so having some type of follow-up in the future and, you know, there's no transactional approach. It's like, you know what, I really want to learn because I want to make this into a career. What would be some feedback for me if I were to do that assessment over on how I could have got you to work with me? And like, that's just, unfortunately, we don't get that feedback and that would be probably really helpful for people to hear. Yeah. I think just being genuinely interested in that person's life, right? Because it fitness and and our methodology and our, what we believe in is it has to fit into your life specifically and everyone's life is so different. So genuinely getting to know your client on a personal level, asking those questions is very important so that you can help them to better help themselves. Because if you don't know anything about them, it's hard to build a connection. It's also hard to help them long-term to make this a lifestyle. So we are two weeks out from the new year. What are some, we call them BHAGs, big, hunky, audacious goals that you want to have for 2024? There are some things that you're working on, whether it's Q1 or the whole entire year. Do you think that far ahead? What's going on with your business for the next year? Yeah, we 2024 is going to be a really good year for us. We have a lot on the radar as far as different projects and what we want to do. Um, right now, we're wrapping up the year, obviously, fine-tuning some of our processes and different things just we're always wanting to improve. So getting a lot of feedback from clients, looking at our processes, how can we improve those, be more efficient, everything like that. Uh, but 2024 is going to be a year of expansion and, and really um, connection and growth for us. So looking at some different partnership opportunities, looking at um, a, a big opportunity for our specific community and building that to be even more tight knit. And then potentially, this is all very new, so I don't want to say too much, but um, potentially opening up some opportunities for anyone who's not even in the BizFit community uh, to do more connection in terms of like retreat style work is um, on our radar as well. Awesome. I love that. And you'll have a new addition to your family and you're going to have so much success in 2024. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time today to hop on here and and share this awesome message that you have. Where can people find you in your your business? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's Alexandra underscore Redmond. That's the best place to find me. Send me a DM. I'm always looking in the DMs, talking to everybody. So those are always open. Our business page, BizFit, is BizFit Academy. You can find us on Instagram as well. And then we have links to different resources from there. Awesome. Well, cheers to a successful 2024. And again, thank you for your time. And as I like to end off, I always just have to say, keep showing up. (laughs) Thank you, Chris.